Hello, everyone, and welcome into season four. We are kicking it off today with Miss Priscilla on air. She is a native here in Arizona. So we are all things AZ up in here, yes. girls. So you get ready. I know we're going to vibe completely. This is going to be like what we call chisme report going down here. We're comadre sitting down yes, yes. and talking all the things. So I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. I'm so honored. I'm so excited. Like when you reached out to me, I was like, girl, I was about to ask what took you so long. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Only four seasons, I but I was just kind of getting the courage to hit you up. Like oh, reach out. Okay. Stop because it. You are one of a kind. You're authentic. Aww. You show up so real on Thank social you. media. I love your family dynamics. We're going to get into all of that. Plus, mm -hmm. I didn't even really intro what you do. Hello. Oh. For the people that don't know, Miss <laughs> Priscilla on air is exactly that. She's the host of Mix 96.9 Morning Show uh, for about, what, 12 years? About 10 years? Oh, girl. I've been on Mix for since 2011. So, yeah, okay. 12 years. Yeah, 12 Long years. time. But not as a host because okay. I had to, like, you know, work you my way up. You had to climb, y'all. And it's going to be such a great story. I can't wait yeah. to get into that. But also, you have uh, started a nonprofit organization. I did. Well. I did. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, let's get to know you a little bit. Okay, better. let's do it. I have a game that I play with my guests. All right, okay? I'm here for and it. And it's called, I finally named it. It's called Fill in the Blank. Okay. <laughs> Pretty easy. I'm going to ask you some questions. And then, yeah, you just, whatever comes out first. Okay. Okay. So number one, my first question is, my dream job growing up was? I wanted to be a doctor, which is wild. because. <laughs> Girl, the attention span I don't have to be a doctor. I was, the schooling, I, I know. Have. I was like, the second I knew I had to like be smart, I was like, never mind. Oh, but like save lives. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I was like, no, thank you. Why did you watch a lot of novellas? Or you know what? I don't know. I just thought like I've always. Here's the thing. I always have had like a desire to help people, and when you're young, you don't really know different ways that you can help people, and so you think, oh, doctors help people, so that's I want to be a doctor. So that's kind of what initially attracted okay. me to it. I had that dream until I was like in high school and then I was like JK like, nah <laughs> never mind I'm good I don't think I could do it just because the the blood then I, yes mm -hmm. then that part I was like I'm too squirmish no yeah I'm not about that just none, none of the insides mm -mm. open please okay second question starts with blank okay. is my favorite spot to eat in the valley my mama's house. <laughs> oh, so good. Where, where she live? Where do we go? <laughs> I know. You know what's so funny is I get asked that a lot. Like, what's your favorite Mexican restaurant? Obviously, you know, they. I yeah. get asked all that. And I was like, it's so hard for me to pick because, like, my mom is legit, like, authentic Mexican food, yeah. like, you from can. Sonora. And I was like, I... I grew up with it. I can't compare. Like, there are close seconds, but my mama's yes. house is the best. From Nogales, right? <laughs> She's from Nogales, yeah. My family yeah. is, too. <gasps> really? My, my nana. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we used yeah. to go back. I mean, it's like my second home. So, love loved that. it, yeah. yeah Does she um, cater holiday parties by chance? Right. We're, We're looking for a uh, state 48 uh, holiday party. Tamales. Let's get, them, let's get I know, a dozen. I know. Well, let me, let me see. I'll make I would her. like to be on your tamale list if she does make them, though. <laughs> I'm looking for a list to join. Okay. Because her tamales are bomb. We don't sell com. ours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stingy. My okay. mom doesn't sell hers either, but maybe I'll, I'll make I a... At least I thought we were like family. I don't my, know. No, my... They're like very strict. We, we, we're doing them this Sunday. So if you're watching this episode, like... 
backtrack a month or so. Yeah. <laughs> but we make them, obviously, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. We're making them this Sunday. It's, like, the whole thing. Get the comadres, the, yep. all the ladies together. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and I'm bringing my daughter. So oh, it's, like, oh, now girl. it's, I know. So special. I know. My mom's stingy in the sense where she's, like, ah, es mucho trabajo. It like, is. it's too much work. She's, like, ain't no money worth the That's work you put into. That's how my daughter is. It's just, uh-huh. <laughs> the money's are for us. We put our yes. blood, sweat, and tears in here. And yes. it's just for the family. Well, I'm sorry, Nick. I'll, I might bring you all some. I'll bring you some. I'm saying we don't sell. Like, we're not out there yeah, in the I, world. Yeah, I'm willing to purchase okay. or just be gifted. I will be gifted to Molly's I mean, no get it. problem. You get it. Because, like, you know what they say about Mexicans. Like, their favorite thing to unwrap at Christmas time is a tamal. Yeah, we should so. actually make shirts. I'm so sorry I didn't bring that up in our creative meeting. We should make tamale season state for shirts. Dope. Yeah. That's a great idea. Is it? We still Honestly, have time. Uh, we still no, we have don't. Time. No, we don't right now. <laughs> I love it. Again, this is probably launching in January, so people are over. I know. Yeah. Next for, year. For, for this next year, right? Okay. Yeah, next year, T-shirt <laughs> club, is it December, should go. be tamale-based, yes. That'd be dope. Can I have my signature at the bottom? Sure. Thanks. Okay. Oh, well, we have to use your cool. family tamale, like... Picture I'll to, send it yeah. to you on Sunday. Deal. <laughs> okay. Tangent number one is going to happen <laughs> I alive. Love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Question number three. Mm-hmm. We're only to three, y'all. My secret talent is? Oh, my gosh. My secret talent? Ugh. I guess it's not a secret, but, like, I don't think a lot of people know about me is that I'm super passionate about skincare, and I'm actually a licensed esthetician. She went from doctor. I did. And so I, yeah, during the pandemic, I was in radio and, you know, things really slowed down for everybody and I had a lot of free time. So I was like, I'm going to go to school. And I went to school to be an esthetician because I love skincare so much, like 10 out of 10, love it so much. Um, But I can't practice as an esthetician because what you said, I'm too squirmish for like the blackheads and like. The You're not the pill pop the not the pill popper. The pimple popper. popper. <laughs> I'm not a pill popper. We are not trying to expose you, I promise. I'm not that. I may act crazy, but oh, I Oh my god, the pimple popper, YouTube, doctor. I can't do it. Instagram. It's like no, yeah. too much for me. So yeah. when I had to do that in school, I was like, yeah. I'm done. At least you <laughs> have the experience. Yeah, I, I'm knowledgeable though. Yeah. I can tell you what's up I when it comes to skincare. It. Like, let's go. I'm about go. that too. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay, number four is my go-to karaoke song is. Ooh, baby, walk right every night, talking sweet and looking fine. I get kind of hectic inside. I don't want to ruin your moment. I want to let you go. You were into it. I was like, <laughs> you know what? My problem is though. I love every song. I know every song. I fr- like. I can't say the words to every song. I jack up oh. every freaking song. My husband gets so mad at me. It's fine. It's, it's the like, vibe. It, it could be like the most well-known song, like Sweet Home Alabama. I'll, still- I'll find a way to jack that. <laughs> Y'all, Sweet Home Arizona. <laughs> so when you were seeing right now, I was like, I just got to stop because you, you're, this yeah. is your moment. I'm- <laughs> no, no, no. Fantasy, Mariah Carey. So good. Favorite song. In fact, I love karaoke so much. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, are you ready for this? I had, um, so I'm infamous for my girls' nights. Like, I love having my girls over. Uh, yeah, we're, we're invited next time. You way. are invited. I mean, me, not you. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Come a good on. I love a good theme too. And me and my girlfriends have been kind of going through a sad girl season. So who hurt you? <laughs> so we had a who hurt you holiday party. Are you ready for this? So we had um karaoke and we had a like throw down the songs that we sing where people are like, oh my God, who hurt you? Yeah, like and you we went right in, here. girl, like Keisha Cole, love, <laughs> never knew what I, 
we was we were going in. It was wow. so fun. I so love that ten so ten much. recommend. <laughs> I love that. Who hurt you? Who hurt you? What would be your who hurt you song, Nick? You don't have to sing it, please. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's probably going to be like some sort of emo band. Yeah. Like brand like new. Are you familiar with Brand New by chance? Yeah, of course. No, you're not. No. Yeah, I am. Are Name you really? Song. Yes, I freaking am. <laughs> I just told you that I can't sing songs by the words, but I know Brand New. You know what else uh, is good? So it's like, is it like a who hurt you holiday party? Or well, we like... it's just, I just said holiday because like it was she during the time. She didn't throw that sure. in there. Yeah, but it was who hurt you party. And like, I, love I, I also do that. like, like a good Deborah Cox. Nobody's supposed to be here. You know, just. <laughs> I love that I don't have to ask you to like, hey, okay, can you sing for us? You just I, go. Oh yeah, sorry. You just went for it. Like most people are like, no, you don't sing. Like, <laughs> You're like. I'm, Let me show you these vocals right now. For the record, in the dictionary, when you see the word extra or too much, like you'll see this face. That face right yeah, here. So, that beautiful, loving face. Priscilla, okay. uh, you're just going to ask Kyle for like your audition tape after this? Is yeah. that what's going to go we'll on? Merge Kyle's our together. editor, by the yeah. way. So. Oh, he'll, he'll put your best hits all together. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Do a little segment after the I'll show. I need that party, though. That is a good freaking Well, yeah. Next, next girl's night, girl. I got you. You're I, in. I, yeah. We're going to talk because I need to be involved in all of this. Okay. <laughs> next one. This should be the final one because we just we're going on. Sorry. What most people don't know about me other than your skincare love fetish is. Oh, my gosh. Something that people don't know about me. It's hard, though, because my whole life is my job, right? So I am someone that, like, puts it all out there. I tell everybody all about me. But something that someone doesn't know about me... I used to get made fun of when I was a kid for having a big nose. Mine was hairy legs. You know what? Mm-mm. We're scarred. We are scarred. I used yeah. to get, kids are the worst. Kids are the worst. I, used to I mean, there's mean. That's what I mean by that. Well, yeah, yeah, they're mean. But like my big nose and then my mustache. <laughs> Just hairy problems. Listen. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's, you know, brown girl things. Yeah. Um, but now I have reframed it. And because my, my, you know, my daughter's Mexican, she's got a little mustache. But you, I reframe it though. Like it's cool in our house because I'm like Frida Kahlo. She has a mustache. She's a dope artist. Yeah. She's got a unibrow. So now my little eight year old thinks that her mustache is like Powerful. dope as hell. Yeah, good. You gotta <laughs> so twist like, it a little bit. You just gotta twist the narrative a I little bit. Like, so I got made. I got teased. Actually, that's something that people didn't know about me. I actually was such a like teased person when I was young. I had, was hairy, big nose. I was kind of like awkward and like goofy. And so I was definitely like, but you know, it builds character. Yeah. I was going to say, it makes you everything as like who you are now is yeah. because of those moments. Yeah, absolutely. Same, same over here. It just makes here. me think about like my kids and what they have to go through now. This day <sighs> age, like you add on just that stage of being like a mean, like a mean, you know, grade school, but turn that into now they all have phones and social exactly. media and they're putting people on blast and like. You can't check out. Like when we were kids, we would just like run home and be done at 3 p.m. Yeah, and then they would forget the next day maybe. (laughs) Exactly. But now it's social media and everything. But I think if, you know, the kids have good influence and your kids obviously do, they'll be fine. Yeah. We're already already crying over here. We're already crying. Well, let's get into the meat of this. (laughs) Which is truly just all about you and your journey um, as a main voice here in the Valley for, like you said, over a decade. But what that looked like getting here when I was stalking on the internet, uh, LinkedIn, it said that you were in property management. How Before crazy this. is that? I know. So how did you get here? <laughs> so let's take it way back. Um, you know, I am a mom. I have two kids. My oldest is 18 and I became a single mom 
uh, or I had her when I was 18. So she is wow. the age I was when I had her, which is such a trip to see her navigate life so differently, right? Yeah. But when I was 18, um, had my daughter. And then I think when I was 21, I became single, separated from her dad. And I was like kind of on my own, doing my own thing. And here's the thing. When you grow up, you have like ideas of what you're supposed to do to be successful. Like me growing up, it's like get an office job right. or get a job at a company that you can work with for a long time. And that's what deems as successful. And so I just thought, oh, if I work in an office, I'll be successful. And I somehow got into property management. And I was like, this ain't for me. <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. Uh, I did that for like five years, right? And then um, I just knew, and I was 21, 22. I started like, oh, I don't want to do this. And then when I turned 23, I was like, all right, this is like the time I need to make a shift. I already have a five-year-old at this point. How wow. wild is that? And I was like, you know, scraping by, just trying to make me, like, just trying to pay my bills, right? And I was like, all right, now I got to make a difference. I got to do something to elevate my life. What's that going to look like? And by chance, I had a friend that um, got an opportunity to be a seat filler at an award show. And it was one of those award shows in Vegas, like the CMAs, right? What? And I, she's like, do you want to go? And a seat filler is like when, you know, artists are up performing, you go sit in their seat so it doesn't look empty in there. And so I was like, sure, I'll go. And like, it was for a country um, award show. And we went and I got to sit next to people like Little Big Town and like, um, who else was another one? Like just these like up and coming uh, country singers. Yeah. And the whole experience was so cool to me. I was like, this like element of entertainment, broadcasting, all of it is so awesome. I want to be a part of it. And then um, I was like, start doing my little research like how can I be a part of this and so while I'm at my work my desk job you're like let me spend some time to research where I'm going next I know like everybody else says who doesn't look for another job while they're well, at yeah, their job come on no I mean we don't nobody we in don't. 48 does that I know um so I looked into like broadcasting journalism and I was like I'm gonna go back to school for that and then here's the thing too because I was trying to scrape by and I didn't make a lot of money I was like oh I could pull out student loans and then live right. and then also go to school so that was kind of like a double like um goal for me but then I enrolled in my first semester of college to do broadcasting and I'm just not a school person like my brain like the 80 at my ADHD does not allow me to do schoolwork mm -hmm. so I quickly dropped out of school and then I saw that iHeart Radio iHeart Media was hiring for like a promotions person which are these people that go to events and just pop up tents, pop up speakers, pop yeah. up all the equipment, and then just like sit there and watch what's going on. And then I got my foot in the door for that. And wow. I busted my butt, like hustled. And then like, I'm somebody that uh, has like the saying, like closed mouths don't get fed, right? True. That's a, yeah, that's so, a shirt too. Yeah, like if you, <laughs> yeah, like if you don't vocalize what you want or vocalize what you're working for or vo vocalize like your goals, because I know a lot of people like, oh, keep your goals close to your chest. Yeah. I actually don't believe that because if you speak them into existence and you like share them with people, then maybe you can create a community that'll help you elevate yourself or help you or give you opportunities Absolutely. or think of you in situations, right? Yeah. So I was in that building like, oh, it'd be so cool to be on air. It'd be so cool. Like, I would love to be on air. And then um, the guy that used to work on my station now, he was looking for a co-host. Mind you, girl, I had 
been popping tents for a year. I don't know anything about radio. I don't know nothing. But guess what I did? I was like, hey, I sent him an email. Just like shot my shot. Yes. <laughs> I sent him an email. I was like, hey, listen, I know I don't know anything about radio, like not a lick of it, but I would love to learn. I was like, get me in your studio while you look for somebody. I'll sweep your floors. I'll print papers for you. I don't care. And so he's like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, I could use the help. Um, he asked me to come in and I started working my, I started waking up at three 30 every morning to go be on the morning show and help him until 8am. And then I would go to my property management management job. Wow. So I would be like, and it was a hustle. Like I was living on my own. I would wake my daughter up at three 30 in the morning, drive her to my mom's house, have her watch her, take her to school. Go like, I was like hustling. And then that about gives it, me chills. Yeah. I'm just picturing that because the sacrifice that that takes. Mm-hmm. It was hard, and I was making like ten dollars an hour. I was making minimum wage at my other job. Mm-hmm. Like I was scraping by, girl. Like to the point I couldn't afford a bed. I was sleep. Me and my daughter were sleeping on my brother's couch. Like that's how much mm-hmm. it was. Like it was. A, but I was like, I got to I, I got to give it a shot. I got to do this. This this could be something. And then it came to the point where they're like. Um, we want to keep you on board, but we can't offer you a contract yet, but we need more of your time. So I had to make the decision. I'm like, okay, so that means I'm going to have to quit my full-time job as a property manager and take this chance. I don't know where this is going, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to do it. And I did it. And I quit my full-time job and girl, can I tell you that the next six months were a struggle, like just trying, cause I'm like trying to make this work, waiting for a contract, doing all this. Sure enough, they're like, listen, we like what you do. We want to offer you a contract. And that's when I got my first contract with iHeartMedia was like in 2014, uh, 2013, I believe it was. Wow. And since 2013, I went from being a producer to being a co-host to now 10 years later being the host of the morning show, oh which is God. so dope, especially as a Latina in this industry. Yes. It's like one of my proudest accomplishments. <laughs> Holy no, like that is amazing. Yeah. That is yeah. unreal. Just the climb, the pursuit, the mm-hmm. sacrifices that that I mean, you say it so like, okay, I went from but just like thinking about, you know, the journey of that and how much it took just to endure. Yeah. And, and I think for me, you know, a lot of people have like that dream, but they're not willing to make those sacrifices. Mm-hmm. It right? is. It's it's not easy, right? Like it's scary. You don't know what to expect. You don't know if it's going to pay off. Um, but for me, I just like, I don't know. You know, it, it sounds so cliche, but it's like you knew your intuition, your gut told you like you got to pursue this. I really felt that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Listen, because I had a lot of people that were like, nah, girl, (laughs) this is a bad move. Like, don't do this. You have a daughter. You know what I mean? Like, it's not stable. You don't know what's up. And so, but I went with it. And now here I am, which is really cool. So my question in that, like, what got you up every morning at 3 a.m. on the days where you're like, hey, it's been six months and there's no contract or Mm. nothing feels like it's moving? Because people look in like the back, you know, Mm -hmm. the mirror looking back and saying, okay, it went, it was, you know, it went by so fast, but in that every single day, it's, it's long, mm-hmm. it's long days and mm-hmm. it, you feel the gravity of all of that. So what got you up every morning? You know what it was, I'm already in this and I really did was like, I kept looking at this could be such a good life for me and my daughter. If I really just put my all into it, like she's my motivating factor and it was wild because I was so young but like wisdom wise and like in my my head I was like 
smarter beyond my years as far as like what I could potentially do for myself. And so my daughter definitely was that motivation. She saw like your kids watch everything you do. Mm-hmm. They're, they, and, and it's cool because she was like my little hype girl, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and she, she thought it was so cool, like what I was doing. I was like, ah, oh, she's into us. We got to keep going. We got to do it. Yeah. And then honestly, like I, I sometimes, and this is, this is real toxic of me. Okay. <laughs> that but, means toxic. Uh-huh. Everyone. <laughs> but a little bit of me is motivated by spite. Just like a little bit, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. And when people tell you, you can't do something. Oh yeah. I was like, oh girl watch <laughs> no that competitive fire it's like it's not just you're doing it for them but you're that gives you that extra little yeah yeah little, little so push. it is hard but you know sticking to it and i think seeing it day by day versus bigger picture also is helpful because when you look at the grand scheme of things it might be too overwhelming to bear mm-hmm. and so a lot of it's just like okay priscilla just get through this day then we'll revisit get through this day and mm-hmm. then we'll revisit so so would you say you had a plan b no I didn't. There you go. And that's probably part of the reason why I needed to make it work. <laughs> Honestly, when yeah. you don't have a plan B, mm-hmm. it's like, well, you're all in. You have to make it work now. I got no options, got- girl. This yes. is it. I'm already sleeping on a couch. I ain't nowhere. <laughs> I got nowhere else to go, okay? We got to make this work. Which makes me so, like, I remember watching your, your stories and now the relation. Did you, like, buy, like, a huge couch for your house? Girl. My that makes house. me I know. so happy that you have so, this huge couch now. Okay. Um, so let me tell you about this. This is going to be <laughs> so, so funny. So my brother was, my brother's five years older than me. So I was like 22, 21 when all this happened. He's like 26, 27. Boys at that age are real immature, okay? And real gross. And <laughs> We're looking at you, I know. And so, like, I was single mom, and he's like, but he had a house, and he's like, listen, you come stay with me, but I, I can't help you outside of that, right? Yeah. He was great, though. I'm not knocking my brother, but his couch was disgusting. Like, the parties that he had there, and, like, just so gross, right? And I just remember always, like... like People would get sick on that couch. Like, it was a thing. Yeah. You're like, me has sleep on top of I you. know. Li- girl, I literally, I was like, I would lay on his couch and I would be like, and he would be, my daughter, she was little four. She'd like lay on my chest or we'd like, because it was like a little sectional. And I would always be like, damn, man, like, I'm going to, this is going to be different in the future. I hope, right? Like, God, I hope one day I can have this big old couch that's like sweet and soft and cozy and it's my favorite place. And it's just a place to lounge and not a place to, to sleep, sleep, you know? And so, yeah, that's part of like, I remember laying in that bed and that couch and just being like, I, it'll be different. It'll be different. And so, now you got a big ass I know. couch. I got a big old couch. <laughs> if it's like 10 people. Oh my gosh, this hits. This couch I know. Hits. So it's wow. going to be, it's my, it's my little safe haven. It's my, that. it's actually my favorite place in my house is my couch. Now, There's isn't that crazy? Why. Yeah, yeah. It's like, look cozy. I feel like your story is something a lot of people, especially this day and age, right? Mm-hmm. When everyone is that like quick rise to the top want that instant success Mm -hmm. they don't understand what has to happen in order like they see you and they just think okay you know she probably went to school for this or had the internship like you have such a unique way of getting there but that just Mm -hmm. proves that the hard work and hustle pays off yeah yeah it was a lot of work and I do like you said a lot of people think like you see these people up and rise like one day you never heard of them but the next day you do hear of them like even for me for example like my career in the last year has really taken off right I feel like I'm uh, meeting more people getting more opportunities and it feels really sudden but it's not because you don't get those opportunities unearned. And I, and I've learned that really like crystal clear, right? Like 
I'm not in these spaces. And that's for me too. And that's for people to not have that imposter syndrome. Like I'm not in these spaces because I don't deserve to be. Cause sometimes it kind of happens so quick. You're like, Oh my gosh, I, do I belong here? Like, right. da, da, da. but then you really think about it and you're like, no, I've been doing this for over 10 years. Mm. I definitely belong in this space. Yeah. So yeah. Did it take you some time to kind of come into that your own in a sense, like to find your voice more to have that kind of stature when you know, given opportunities. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm still in that space, right? Like it does feel a little foreign to me to own that like position. Um, especially like, you know, when you grow up, I, I'm a first generation Latina. My mom is from Mexico. You, are raised to be humble and you're raised to not really like boast about yourself or, or feel like, I mean, when you make yeah. accomplishments, I don't know about you, but in my house, I'm like, ay, como se cree? Like, ay, la Priscila, <laughs> yeah. con, con su radio. Who does she think she is? Yeah, that kind of thing. La gente, right? Yeah. And so, um, so you, you kind of have those little voices in the back of your head, but then I'm like, but then I see... <laughs> To be honest with you, girl, then I see other people that get opportunities. I'm like, if she can do it, I was like, if he can do it, I sure as hell can do it. <laughs> I know I can. So I love that. That's kind of what helps me step into it. And I also have a good community of people and support yeah. and uh, friends and people that really believe in me. So that kind of helps too. Yeah, you're yeah. big in the community, and that's what's really now triggered into this labor of love, this oh nonprofit God. that you've now created, the Comadre, the community. Yes. I want to be a part of that. Like, how do I sign up, girl? I saw your event and I was like, wait, where's my, where's my, Ooh, girl. <laughs> okay. So community comadres is my nonprofit. So backtrack. Um, I am a firm believer that I truly, truly believe this, that women need women mm -hmm. like tenfold. Like you need close girlfriends, close people in your circle. Like just women relationships are so beautiful. Platonic relationships are so beautiful that I wanted to help create a space where women could create community, but also give back to the community. Mm -hmm. So, and then at the same breath, um, you know, speaking of opportunities and, um, allowing giving back to the community a lot of times these like self-development and, um, in professional and, uh, personal, areas there are a lot of opportunities but sometimes they're not as accessible or as affordable so i wanted to create events that are accessible affordable that women that belong in those rooms can have access to right yeah and all while creating community so we you know if if there's a cause out there like if state 48 was doing a fundraiser or you guys had an event and you guys needed manpower woman power i should say if you needed woman power or if you guys needed help getting the word out platform like communico madres would be there to support you right um and then in the same breath communico madres hosts these events that create opportunities for women to connect to network to build relationships in spaces that maybe they wouldn't have had access to outside of that yeah. so wow. i'm so I passionate love that. it's well, amazing i smell a collab going down with state 48 oh, so dope. community comadres i love yeah. that yeah, yeah that idea in fact, is just in general just people need people i think it's one yeah. of the things that people learned over COVID. is that yeah. like i used to be a very introverted person but Mm -hmm. not having people made me be like oh my god i actually do really connection. like yeah. people apparently yeah connection just general right and sometimes these like networking opportunities and these places to connect are so like you have to have status or you have to be this certain kind of person or you have to have these accolades and it's like i'm sorry but the mom that you know works at t-mobile and has two kids she's she's welcome too she's allowed yeah. to be in that room she belongs and we want those people to feel like you don't have to be like this high status like 
accoladed person. Is that even a word? I don't know. It <laughs> is. We'll you let said it. Accoladed. Yeah. Accoladed. But I have to tell you guys about the event that we're gonna have in March. Yes. Tell us. That's so dope, and it's. I want everyone there. Okay. Wait, yes. I'm gonna. Yes. Okay. Keep, wait. Go. Go. Just so, talk about it. Okay. Lisa, take a I breath. I got really excited breath, because Lisa. yes. Wait for it. Okay. It's called Community Quinceanera. Yeah. So it's going to be our inaugural gala. Gala, It's going to be 21 plus. It's going to be co-ed, obviously. And basically, it's going to be all the things of a quinceanera that you love. It's going to be a full seated dinner. It's going to be fancy dresses. Okay. It's going to be um, todo el baile, the dance, yes. the mariachi, the folklore. So you're going to have the, the song. The okay. Okay. So here's my quinceanera. Yes. So here's the great part about it, too, is that we're going to also, we're going to, through a nomination process, select a quinceanera that has, you know, adverse things happening in her life that maybe didn't have the uh, the opportunity to have the rite of passage event. Um, wow. We're going to nominate her. She's going to be our guest of honor at the quinceanera, and she's we're going to deck her out with a quinceanera dress. She's going to bring out to bring her court, all that. And then we're going to gift her with a $5,000 um, scholarship to pursue higher education. That is so amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I love this. And it's going to be at Eduardo's reception hall. So it's going to be real quinceanera. Yes. It's going to be like 400 people. Like, And t here's the great thing is the ticket pricing is, is accessible. We're making $100 a ticket for the okay. full experience. And your ticket cost will literally go to fund... The quinceanera. I'm there. We're yeah, there. It's going to be so fun. Co-ed, bring your so date. Like, get spicy. Yes. Like, let's have some fun. Fun yeah. fact. I used to, my sad hustle used to be choreographing quinceanera dances. Girl. And then, like, the surprise <laughs> dance to, like, usher boots with the fur. Like, I did it all. I <laughs> love it. Nick is dying right now. We're gonna it's have to true. have a comadre surprise I dance. Yeah, we're gonna need some of that footage. My too, surprise Lisa. dance, of course, we did like the the very traditional waltz. Mm -hmm. um, my chamberlain it was is my husband. He was my yeah. Stop. And then we danced to um, suavemente. Duh. Suavemente, besame. Yeah. That is like so nostalgic for me, and I, I know. love it. Like the whole tradition. Mm -hmm. um, you remember, you know, Azteca Bridal. That's actually closing. <sighs> Girl, my heart broke. Yeah, my jeans and well, I had to wear my sister's hand-me-down quinceanera dress, but we won't what? talk about that. <laughs> and I got my wedding dress. Yeah, <laughs> we won't talk yeah. about that trauma. I know. <laughs> what if I'm like I don't fit in her dress? I was like the stepsister that like just buy yourself a new one. <laughs> I you should know? see. You just should like go you, into the quinceanera in a new dress. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like you have adult. Like you're an adult now. You know, mm -hmm. you just use adult money for things like that. That's there you go, girl. True. We talked about Lego earlier. That's where I'm money at. You know what I mean? To go to this. Gala, yeah, gala. I know. We're gonna use both words because yeah. we don't know. I know. We gala, don't know gala. words. We I think both it's speak data, data. data, same thing. Yeah. I'm so. always like, I speak professionally, but sometimes I like jack up just normal words, sentences, same thoughts. I don't know. It's all happens. a mess up in here. It's, yeah, it's but a mess up in yeah, here. but the community can see it. We're very wait. excited. It's That's gonna be so beautiful. Amazing. March eighth. Save the date. March eighth. Got it. Yeah. Registered. To be fun. We'll be a part of it in some way. We'll find a way to be there. We're gonna bust through. Yeah, no, you guys are gonna be there. I'm already telling you, you are. Okay, cool. We're inviting. You have an option. It's like the um the MTV show Sweet Sixteen. Remember when they would like send the invite, like a butterfly would come out, or like a marching band would be at your door. You're invited. You're invited. You have to think of something big now, like that. Well, we are. We're gonna we're gonna do some fun stuff. So I'm excited. It's gonna be amazing. Is this like a first annual? It's our inaugural. Yes, our first one. Yeah, like the shoulder. I know. It's like inaugural. If you're not watching this on YouTube and you're listening, you're probably like, what is going on over there? I know. I'm a hot mess. So many movements. 
Yeah, but it's going to be good. We have, you know, the support of iHeartMedia behind us. We have a lot of, we're, you know, getting sponsors and stuff that are really excited about it. The community has been, I think too, like having a gala, a gala like this for our community, for everyone. Because that's what I'm really excited about is like, it's definitely going to be rooted in the Latino culture, but I want everyone to feel like they can come and celebrate. Like, yeah. I want them to feel a part of it. Like, I I think this is fun. You know, all backgrounds, all cultures, like y'all are invited to the carne asada. It's okay. so good. <laughs> It's so, I appreciate that. Exposure. I've never been invited to a quinceanera. You haven't? I have not. You are no. in for a surprise. Just wait. We could get my VHS and we can watch it so you're prepared before we go to this. Please. please. <laughs> wait, have you ever been invited to any like Mexican carne asada party? Like, yeah, right? Maybe. Like kickback? Yeah, like, like a little bit. <laughs> not, nothing nothing like huge or, or big or oh, anything like that. Oh, he's in for a treat. I'm down. It's, you're going to have a good ass time. It's going to be oh fun. Deal. Who's catering? The venue is. Okay. So, yeah. Her it's mom. like legit. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. spreading the masa in the back. La Sandra de Glendale. I mean, de that's Sonora. what happens. You have the quinceanera and then you have menudo uh -huh. around like two or three in the morning until five. Yeah. And you just keep going. It'll be fun. He's like, he's scared. <laughs> You're I don't rager. drink anymore, but hey, either way. You don't um, need to. Quinceaneras, yeah. you can't drink at quinceaneras. Well, except for your. Older. Wait, who can't drink at quinceanera? I mean, like the quinceanera can't oh, drink. Oh, the quinceanera can't. The girl, the, the, the little people can't. I was gonna say, girl. I was like, do you know Mexicans have I mean, beer? I know what happened at my quinceanera. I know. I was like, my daughter turned one, and I got a keg. Like, <laughs> stop. Say, so, Lisa, you just turned off a lot of people to this event. I know. I'm just sorry. It's not a kegger. It's a classy. It's oh yeah. This is gonna be a very nice formal gala, which is so exciting. Oh my god. So yeah, beer and champagne wait. glasses. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. We're gonna be chugging something. Okay. Yeah. It's so pumped. I am so excited about this. Thank you. Um, to switch gears a little bit. Yeah. I think, but let's get deep, real okay, quick. Okay, let's because do it. You're talking about all these things that you're passionate about, like how you're the trajectory of your life. Mm -hmm. Um. What do you feel is your purpose? Because I feel like that little girl who wanted to help mm. people, you still are finding a way to do mm. all that in all these different vehicles. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I'm very driven by my inner child. My inner niña is what I like yeah. to call her. Um, I am very, my purpose, if I had to put it down, is literally, I know it's just community. That's mm -hmm. my key word is like, I feel that as the human species we need people you know what i mean as mm -hmm. much as you know some of us are introverts and some of us need our space i think to thrive in life having a good solid group of people um is important i didn't really have that growing up so um, my mom is from so a little backstory about me my mom was born in nogales sonora right and my brother was born in nogales sonora but then she came here on a visa and she had me and I was born here in the States, but then their visas got all mixed up. So then we had to move back to Mexico. Mm -hmm. So we were in Mexico for a little bit, but then I got really ill as a child in Mexico. Like, and the medical care in Nogales is not great to the point where my mom thought I was not gonna make it. I was like, whoa, two, three years old. I was a baby. And so my mom was like, she was like, I can't raise my kids here. I have to go to America. I, I can't do this here. So, but the problem is, is that my brother's paperwork was not figured out. And so she made the very hard decision, uh, which a lot of immigrants do is she brought my brother over here without papers, without his paperwork uh, illegally. Right. Um, and that was really hard because my brother was sent with a coyote and my mom had to re-meet with him in the state stateside. So I very I remember this. I was four. Wow. I was like four or five. It was my first memory I've ever had. 
And my mom, it was the day that we were coming to Arizona. And my brother was nine at the time. And she's like, okay, his name is Fabian. Uh, okay, Fabian, like, um, you're going to go with this man. Uh, he's going to bring you across the border, and then I'm going to meet you over there. Mm-hmm. And my brother's like, okay, like, sure, right? And so this man takes my brother, and then it was supposed to be, like, a really quick, like, 30-minute situation. Okay. Hours pass. My brother's nowhere to be found. And I remember my mom, has mirado un niño con una blusa de Hulk Hogan? Like, have you seen a little boy with a shirt that has Hulk Hogan on it? Have you seen? And I just see my mom in panic. I'm like this little baby, like, looking up at my mom. Finally, I don't know what happened. There was a mix-up, and my they had to go all the way around and take a longer route. We get reunited with my brother. Uh, my mom in tears. It's like a whole thing, right? We make it over to Phoenix, Glendale, and... My brother um, didn't have his citizenship until he was 18. So my entire childhood, we grew up with my brother not having his immigration status. So it was very scary because when you're in that situation, your Mm -hmm. biggest fear is getting deported or your child getting deported, right? So our family was very, like, like separated from people like my mom you know straight lace don't break any rules don't you know invite too many people to your house like don't get too into the community because you never know who can turn you in who can you know cause an issue so that felt a little isolating too especially for my brother to be you know it was probably hard for him and and being um you know, seeing him grow up that way was really yeah. hard too. So I think that's something that I'd always missed as um, a kid is not having that big community of like, you know, my mom having girlfriends or like the tias coming over. Like we would always go to them, but then we'd have to leave my brother in Arizona because no podía cruzar, yeah. like he couldn't cross, you know? So I think I just always knew like I wanted to build that, you know, community and, and that safe space and that ability to lean on people because I didn't have that mm-hmm. as much growing up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is a super impactful story. Yeah, it's my and that's a lot of what drives me too is like I can't imagine having two kids and crossing an international border with two children at mm-hmm. such a young age. And for me to know that about my mom and not do something with it, mm-hmm. it would be a waste. I'm like She literally did all that. I'm about to show her why she did that. I'm going to show her this is por por esto vine a Arizona. Para mis niños que pueden hacer esto. Like for my kids to do this. I want my mom to look back and be like, all right, I made the right decision. Mm. So that's a lot of what. Girl, you got me a tear. (laughs) No, no, I'm almost crying over here. That's great. That's awesome though. Seriously. Yeah, it's a motive. I mean, think about it. Like my mom, man. And that's why. we can get on like a whole other podcast it's just like a different you people move at a different beat with that on the line Mm -hmm. right and like my mom works heavily with a lot of immigrant families in Guadalupe Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's all I grew up was you know during lockdowns with Mm -hmm. SB 1070 and like you name Mm -hmm. it the you know the dynamics and we won't get too political here but like (laughs) you know I just I just see them you know, have a different type of hunger mm-hmm. and the things that stop other people, you know, the roadblocks, it's like, okay, well, I'll find a way to get over that. Like, I'm going to find a way, like your mom finding a way. And I, as a mother mm-hmm. and having, you know, kids at that similar age and mm-hmm. you can relate, you know, having to send your kid 
you know, with someone you don't know with mm-hmm. so many different things that could happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like that trust and that faith that it's going to be mm-hmm. okay. It's going to work out for the better good of your future. Well, that's the thing is like, you have to realize how hard it was where she was at, that she was willing to do that. You know what I mean? If that situation to send your son with someone is better than what the situation you're in, that says a lot. Right. And mm-hmm. so like, I mean, we grew up in El Cerro, which is these like little, like, um, concrete carved in, like, not even houses, just like block buildings into a mountain, no running water. We had to like, like, you know what I mean? Like it was like, and my mom's like, no, I'm not doing this. And to have that like switch is just so beautiful. And so I've always carried that with me. And it's like, she left all that. She went in and she built a life here. Like I'm going to make it worth it for her. Yeah. So, so beautiful. The follow through too, right? Like knowing that. Yeah. But she still had to follow through with it. Exactly. and Probably I'm like, even more terrifying. I'm like, I'm over here complaining about right perspective. Like, yeah, I all that's why I, I always have perspective, and that's one gift that my mom gave me that I'm so happy. Like, I get it. Like, everyone has their trials and tribulations at work, especially in the industry I'm in, like in radio and TV. Like, mm-hmm. people get real emotional and heated and hot, and I always like settle. I was like, y'all. We're talking about Taylor Swift as a job. Like, settle <laughs> down. down. Like, simmer, simmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, there are mothers crossing with their Truly. kids like my mom did. And you're over here fired up about this. Like, so. You want to talk about who hurt you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's another balance. <laughs> I know. No, it's like, it's choose your heart. It's like mm-hmm. really, truly your heart could look so different. We had, we literally just had our staff meeting. And we were talking about, like, I, lo- I locked my keys in my car this morning. I'm kicking the dirt. I'm, <sighs> mm-hmm. like, stressed out. And then you have that perspective shift. Mm-hmm. Okay, my kids are healthy. They're at school. Yeah. You know, run, running water. Mm-hmm. You know, like, living in a home where they yeah. didn't have those functionalities. Just perspective is everything. I know. It's so funny because my uh, water heater went out last week, and we didn't have water for, like, two days. And my kids, oh, God, for, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> forget it, right? Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> This is like Nogales, okay? Well, let like, me show stop. You let me show you how it's done. <laughs> it was so funny, yeah. But oh it is, it's gosh. perspective it for is. sure. It's a beautiful thing. And, and and I know adversity, no one wants adversity, right? But I, it molds, I, you. I, it molds you. It makes you who you are. It gives you perspective. And, and it's, it's, it is a beautiful thing. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we've hit on so much already. I, I feel like this podcast would be like two I know, hours. I'm sorry. <laughs> talk. No, but let's, let's stay on family. Okay. We're talking about that. And then shift into... What I love to see you show up as, why I stay tuned into your, yeah. you know, Instagram show that you do. <laughs> I love it. It's so relatable, but it's, you know, being a mom, mm. a wife now as well, and just how that shifted from an 18-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, who had a baby trying to figure out life to now, you know, your family's complete. Speaking of perspective, that is a big thing that my my, my perspective always lies with my my family, my little unit. And that's where you always get my, that's my heart, right? My little sweet spot right there. Um, you know, like I, I just shared with you how I grew up. I also didn't really have a, a safe home. Like my, you know, my parents, my my mom married my stepdad, who um, I love very dearly, but he wasn't great for us growing up. My mom and him didn't have the greatest marriage. So it didn't feel as safe um, emotionally, you know, in my home. And so I always knew like, I'm on, I wanna create that safe space for my family or when I get older. And um, I did have my daughter very young and I have a lot of like, coulda, woulda, shoulda's with that, you know, cause we grew up together. Um, but I think I've been ironing it out along the way and she's a really great kid. And then, you know, I met my husband and then we had a daughter together and I take so much pride in 
like the health of my family as far as like, I know it sounds so corny and I know it. sometimes I almost feel a little like hesitant to share because, you know, people always say like social media is fake and social media is not authentic. And like, you're only seeing like a window, Mm -hmm. but like truly in my heart of heart, like, like as authentic as I can be, like my family's the shit, like the bomb. Like I love my little unit and we've worked really hard to create such a safe, happy, loving space. And I'm like really proud of that. I love that. Yeah. And it's really cool. And I have a husband that kind of like vibes with that too. And like, I've been with him. I've been with homeboy for like 10 years and he's still, I I call him homeboy. We've been rocking with homeboy. (laughs) I've been with him for over 10 years and like legit, I'm not even like saying this to be like cheesy. He's still like the cutest boy in the room to me. Like it's still like, he still gives me the butterflies. I had you guys meet. Oh my, okay. This is why I think our story is so crazy. Like, so fair. Are you ready for this? I love love stories. This is actually my favorite story to tell. (laughs) I'm ready. it's so fun. Um, Okay, so I had a friend that was having a bachelorette party and she invited me to go. And here's like the, the why fate is, why it happened. This friend I met through the radio station and it was his uh fiance right and so her and i became friends okay and so she was having her bachelorette party she's like hey going to vegas like if you want to come like let's roll through and i didn't really know a lot of the girls it was just more like okay fine i'll go like you're fine blah blah go to vegas and there's a scavenger hunt for the bachelorette party. <laughs> I'm going to find my husband. Okay, yeah. Oh, no, no. So the scavenger hunt's like all these things. Like find a guy that's the same yes. name as the groom. Find, do this in public. Do that in public. Take a picture with the police officer. Like all the things, right? One of the things on the scavenger hunt was find a guy wearing a bow tie. And for some reason, I don't know why, it was like the number one points, right? I was real competitive. I was like, I'm going to win, <laughs> right? And so... You're running down the strip. <laughs> okay, so we, we get this scavenger hunt before we even leave phoenix right okay so we get to our hotel yo it is so trashed it's like the the cockroaches like there's like there's like glass broken and duct tape off the strip so it was like one yeah it was (laughs) it was like old town uh vegas right and my clatchet behind i'm bougie as hell i was like i'm not staying here I didn't even want to come on this trip. I'm not even like, why am I here? You know, luckily everybody was on the same page and we just immediately were like, let's just cancel it. Hopefully we find a hotel somewhere. Oh my God. Okay. So we cancel it, have nowhere to go at this point. We're trying to find a hotel and we go to the classiest place, Excalibur. Oh, I was thinking you were going to say Excalibur. So I was going to say either Circus Circus or I know. Excalibur. So we're like, fine, Excalibur's better than this, right? Yeah. So we get a room at Excalibur, totally last minute. The guy's like super nice. He's like, you know what? You guys, girls, are, your girls are on your bachelorette party, whatever. I'll give you like an upgraded room. And we're like, cool. So we get in the room, we get settled, and we're like, all right, let's go do the scavenger hunt. And I'm ready to like win. And I'm, okay, I'm, we're walking out the hallway. And as I'm walking out, this group of guys start walking towards us. And it's like three guys. And one of the guys is wearing a bow tie. And I immediately, I'm like, sold, got it. I go up to this guy, right? He's trashed, has no idea what's going on. Like he's wasted. <laughs> and um, I was like, hey, we gotta take a picture for a scavenger hunt, da, 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 let's take a picture. He takes a picture with me. So the next thing on the scavenger hunt is get a guy to upload a picture of you on social media, on his social media. Oh. So he, because he's like toasted, I'm like, I totally take, totally like convince him to let me post on his social media. So it's like, give me your phone. I'll text you the photo. Da, da, da. So he gives me his phone. I go on his Instagram and I post the photo that we just took. And I say, meet my future wifey. Okay. Right. 
and then post it. Thank God he wasn't married. I know, girl. I know. <laughs> you, she okay. hasn't finished the story, Lisa. I know. Sorry. And then, Sorry. okay, this interaction lasts five minutes. I don't even see him again. I'm, we're like done. I'm like, all right, peace out. Good to go. Have fun. He goes in his room, whatever. The next morning, because I texted the picture of us to him. The next morning, he texts the random number, and he's like, "Did are you the girl that posted on social media? I was like, guilty. <laughs> and um, little did we know they were staying right across the hall from us, right? And we were going home the next day or whatever, and they were barely going out. And then he's like, so we just chatted for like two seconds. And then um, he's like, hey, by chance you have Tylenol? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, for sure, but we're leaving. I'll leave it by your door. So I leave the Tylenol by his door with a note, because I am literally think I'm never going to see this guy again. I leave a note, so nice to meet you, can't wait to fall in love, XOXO. He takes a picture of the note text me he's like haha got your note right michael my husband he lives in bakersfield california and so after that trip we started texting back and forth he makes his first visit to come see me in arizona in october uh this all happened in august by the way we talked long distance for like two months oh my and then we i mean then and then we, it, fell. we fell in love he moved to arizona it was the whole thing but here's the crazy thing that bow tie was his buddies that went on that trip. He wasn't even gonna wear it. The only reason he put it on is because the club said that they needed a tie. And he's like, I didn't bring a tie. And his buddy's like, oh, I got a bow tie. And he's like, all right, fine, I'll wear it. So so we always joke like, oh, I could have been my other buddy. And I was like, no, it couldn't have. Oh my God. I know. And then it like worked out. And then, so it's funny because like, (laughs) we had a lot of fun. Unfortunately, we got pregnant like really fast. Like. Like, girl, I met him in August. Are you sure the note didn't say future baby daddy? I should have. Yeah. I mean, that would have been the... <laughs> no, I met him in September. Girl, I got pregnant in January. <laughs> it was like four months yeah. later. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, we legit... Like, we're really good together. And, like, normally you'd be like, oh, they're probably together because of the baby. <laughs> right. Like, but no, like, we're legit. Like, our morals line up. Our lives line up. Like our goals. It's like, yeah, it's Because he is Wadito, right? He is white boy, white my white boy. boy, yeah. But he's like, my friends like what? to call him. I don't know why you guys said to look at me in that moment. Jeez. I had to translate, and then I, I like did it like, Marito. I'm trying to keep it a secret, but everyone hears us on the I know, I know. But yeah, yeah. he is, and it's uh, it's so funny. You're Salma Hayek. I'm, girl, oh you gotta tell me twice. God, you're Salma I have the picture, our very first picture, and I still have the note, which is crazy. That is did a Did he keep the picture story. on his Instagram? No, he deleted that. You know, he That's a good call. It's a good call by him, honestly. He still had girls that he was trying to pull. <laughs> I Let's can't. Real. Not. He's like, delete. I know. He wouldn't in January. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I know. This got off the rails real I know, quick. I know, but it was great. And it's like, he's my fa- He's literally my favorite person. It's crazy. That is so I know. Amazing. It's a very awesome story. Yeah, a great story. I think it's fate. You I come really with do. the stories. Like, yeah, you have some yeah. good... Uh, we have to reschedule another session because that clock just dies. So oh, I don't even know what our time shoot. stamp is. I'm so anymore. sorry. I know. We're no, good. I love like it. This yeah. is what fills my soul. I love that we could highlight you and everything oh, that you're doing. Thank you so Any much. Any way that we can support. We're going to be collab buddies with the... 100%. With the and then yes. I'm invited 
to karaoke, absolutely, quinceañeras, all the things, to all the things. Just <laughs> to your couch. In. Do you want to sleep on my couch? I know. <laughs> so, uh, mine's I with should, my three kids. <laughs> I know. Mine's not gross. It's oh my clean. gosh, it's I comfy. love your story, and I'm so glad we could finally do this. Thank you so much. Took four seasons, but here I we know. Are. I'm so honored. Like yes. truly, like it's like still so humbling to be invited. And thank you guys so much for having me. I hope it's you awesome. like your swag too. I do, girl. Red that day forty eight. She's here. She's native. All right. Well, we will see y'all next week.